This is Hank Hill speaking for the Two Drunk Guys radio show. Although I heard they changed the name. Uh, the other name was kind of stupid anyway, when you think about it, because there were three drunk guys. Well, I don't know if these are the two drunk guys that are caught whacking off in my tool shed, but anyway, here they are. Joe, I think, and some other guy. Not too much. How you doing, brother? I'm good. How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. Welcome to another episode of Slurred Speech, a yeah. podcast about speech impediments. Yeah, welcome all you impediments. <laughs> welcome to the show. I love that that's the nickname we were just like, eh, eh, eh. not slurred speechers. Not. No. Nope. Not the slurred speechians. Nope. The impediments. The impediments. <laughs> ah, it's just got a good ring to it. It does. What's your favorite impediment? Mine is... <laughs> um, I mean, I would say it's like stutterers, but that can be like so debilitating <laughs> in a way. I've had a few friends that have that. It's like the yips too, where they just get it. Uh, there was a guy I knew in college. It was, just, it was so weird. Go months and like, I mean, even years at some points, and he wouldn't have a thing. And then at some point, he would like mess up one word, and then all of a sudden, he would turn into a stuttering fool for like days. It was so weird. I was thinking <laughs> sediments, not impediments. I don't know why. <laughs> Material deposited by water, wind, or glacier. <laughs> I don't know why I got impediments. Like, Google impediments. I'm like, that's not what I was going for. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> So matter that settles to the bottom of a liquid, dregs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything that you know gets deposited by the the lakes and rivers. I mean, I, I guess I would go with uh, your precious minerals there, <laughs> gold and silver and uh, all that kind of good stuff. Rocks and minerals. What's your favorite rock and mineral? <laughs> Sedimentary rocks. You got. Oh, I can't pronounce any. Limestone. I can pronounce limestone. Limestone's good. Limestone's good. Sandstone. Mm-hmm. Shale. Oh, shale's cool. <laughs> A lot of good shale in Ohio. Well, this for, like, conglomerate <laughs> and breccia. I don't know why I have to lean in so hard to look at this type of copy types of rocks. Golly. Oh, you can buy this... You can buy a, a a rock and mineral poster off Amazon. Ooh. So maybe if you're a teacher, come to the book, the rocks and mineral books. How much do you think a rock and mineral poster in rocks and mineral books goes for on Amazon? Oh, I mean, that's a, that's like a specialty item there. <laughs> so it's a poster and book combo, huh? Yes. Um, is it like a starter or is it a... It looks pretty starter. Mm. Twenty two eighty five. Ten ninety eight. Ooh, wow! Doesn't have good cheap, rate, doesn't cheap have hobby. doesn't have good ratings. Though. Oh well, if I would have known that, it's a fire <laughs> sale on that piece of shit. <laughs> it's got nine ratings. I want to see what the review like. Oh what? man, that's that's the uh, anti bell curve of ratings. <laughs> Fours and fives and ones. I want to see what like what's so bad about what. Oh, there's no, uh, there's no reviews. It's just ratings. It's the poster the... is the size of the book. 
It's not more. It's more of a handout than a poster. Uh, there's no, oh, there's no actual, like, I wanted to read what people would complain about about this rock and mineral identification poster. 3.1 out of 5 stars, man. Oof. Stay away from Pelo Journals, I guess. <laughs> Poor Pelo Journals, we're just bashing them, we've never even bought anything from them. <laughs> well, let's put something in the cart. <laughs> just make them think we're buying <laughs> I bought a Christmas tree off Amazon one time, and it came, and it was totally the wrong tree that we purchased. I remember that. And then they said to me, so I, I left them a bad review because I was like, hey, I want to, can I just get, like, the refund, and we'll just use this tree? No. There wasn't, like, I can't do that. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, so I... Hard no. Yeah, just no. And so then when I um, returned it and gave them a bad rating, they're like, they, they pretty much said, this is how I feed my kids. And that's what they said in the email. Please remove this rating. Mm-hmm. And I said, you should work on your grammar and your customer service skills before I decide to remove my rating. And I don't know if they still still... They probably are selling rock and mineral... Sure, that's how they feed their kids. That's how they feed their kids. They're probably selling... That's your problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like them sending you the wrong tree. <laughs> and now they're probably selling rock and mineral posters and they're getting bad ratings. <laughs> oh, man. So how are you? I'm doing good, man. Good. good. Yep. Just something about, you know, working the working the ball field. Puts me in a, a good mood before every every show. Before, not when you're doing field work? Yep. Doing the field work. Love it. Just, you know, raking raking dirt, picking stones. Were they sedimentary rocks and stones? <laughs> uh, I mean, uh no. I don't I don't I mean probably, yes. Was there um, any Magnite in there? I don't think so. What about a uh, gypsum? I wouldn't know, but probably not. Pirate? Ooh, maybe some pyrite. Is it pyrite? I think so. What about agati? Agate? Ag- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Somebody's got an impediment. <laughs> what about? I don't know, man. The rocks. <laughs> Whatever rocks somebody would dig out of the ground in Ohio um, and then give to somebody else saying it's good fill dirt, <laughs> but was not. Uh, I feel like you don't want me to just, I, I feel like I could just, this could be a rock podcast and I could just name rocks the entire time. How about iron ore? You think you got any iron ore in there? We should, we should rename it the hard rock <laughs> podcast, but then just be all about rocks and minerals. Uh, crack? Crack rock? Any in there? Uh, is that? <laughs> no, 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 no. That was just a really hilarious joke that you, the only the types of jokes you get from the Slime nice. Speech podcast. Nice. <laughs> All right, one more rock. Um, should I go with another one I can't pronounce? An- Amethyst. Anthrace? Anthrace. A-N-T-H. I R C or A C I T E anthrite anthrite anthracite anthracite red granite. There gotta be some red granite in there, huh? Probably. All right. Probably. <laughs> Definitely some good red stones in there. <laughs> yeah, fill fill up a big old uh, like a not a not a bucket like a you know what's one of those things that has a bucket on it? A wheelbarrow. You know, a big old tra- Well, I filled like a little bit of a wheelbarrow and then. Jim came out and was driving the the big old uh, thing with like a dumper on it and it's filled that bad boy up. Nice. Yeah, a lot of stone today. Filling up the dump, huh? Filling up the dumper. A, give it. 
Give it a little uh, phosphorite, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, well, good, good. good. I'm, I'm actually going to miss baseball tomorrow. Yep. What for? Uh, the, Better be something good. The two-and-a-half-year postponed show of Run the Jewels and Rage Against the Machine. And, and Zach is still in the band? He is. He rejoined the band. Man. Um. Just when they postponed it, I was like, you know he's not going to be in it when they come Well, you back. heard that he broke his leg on the first show. Oh, did he? Yeah, he broke it. I did it. not hear. Actually, I think I did remember hearing something happen, but I, I think I kind of forgot about it already. Yeah, so he broke his leg like in the first U.S. show, because I think they did some tours overseas, or at least run the jewels. Stomping around? Did he do a crowd dive? Um... I honestly don't know. I I, I honestly I was gonna try. And, I was trying to come up with something hilarious, but I couldn't think of anything. So, I I have no idea how he broke his leg. Um, my favorite is people are coming out like, they're like, I liked Rage Against Machine before they were a woke political band. They've always been a woke. Band. I know, but it's just funny that that that's the name is political. I, the 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 one album cover is of a monk setting himself on fire protesting mm-hmm. the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. you know, and then the other one is uh, a, a something about Reagan, you know, and, and but yeah, I can't believe that they're woke. And then Run the Jewels, um, my favorite hip hop group, so they're they're going to be opening mm-hmm. up for Rage Against the Machine. And I wonder if they're going to do some songs because the lead singer of Rage Against the Machine sits in on like three of the songs on the albums, mm-hmm. so I wonder if he'll be. I would think he's going to come out for those. I hope so, man. That'd be awesome. So, yeah. Gonna oh, miss... He didn't leave that show. He just parked up on the sound equipment. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and now I just think he sits in a chair the entire time, and which kind of sucks because part of the energy is seeing Zach Del Roca fucking act like a madman, but mm-hmm. still, Rage is one of my, I mean, one of the bands I grew up listening to, you know, 90s. I'm a 90s oh, kid. Oh, for sure. And, um, Run the Jewels are my favorite hip-hop group, you know, so it's like I'm seeing mm-hmm. two bands, you know. I never thought I'd see Rage after they broke up. For sure. Um, I saw Prophets of Rage twice, which was mm-hmm. Rage Against the Machine with, uh, instead of Zach Del Roca, the lead singer, they had Be Real from Cypress Hill. Mm-hmm. A couple of guys from Cypress. And uh, uh, Chuck D from Public Enemy. Yep. So saw them twice in 2016. That was dope. Yeah, during uh, all the uh, Republican National Convention stuff. Mm-hmm. Can't believe! Did you see them in that little that little field park? Yes, okay. I went and saw them with yeah. uh, my old roommate, and then went and saw them because um, they did like three pop up shows. Yep, um, and one and the one was like a, not a really good neighborhood. <laughs> it was like <laughs> yeah. you know, but it was very um, gentrified for that forty five minutes that the profits were reaching. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't have you couldn't tell at all. There's just swarms of people heading to that show. Yeah, pretty awesome. And then I just remember the the police choppers flying around after the Agora show. Yes. Like some shit was going to go down. Yes. I think kind of silly, but I don't know. I guess the the two of those pop-up shows, they ended up um, after one, there was like a march downtown, and then they were going to play a show downtown, but then the equipment failed, or they couldn't use the equipment because they didn't have the right permits for it, so then they ended up kind of doing acoustic and whatever I can't thing. believe the band... That played a protest show at the 2016 National Republican Convention, or Republican National Convention, is a political band. I know, right? Fuck, they're so woke. Crazy, crazy. And they have a song called Party's Over, and it's about Trump and the Republicans. Golly. Mm-hmm. They were never this woke. I just love when Tom Morello argues with people online. They're like, keep to your business. Like, 
you're a musician. He's like, yeah, it doesn't take a, ha- a degree in political science from Harvard to be able to debate these topics, but I have one. Deb- yeah, right. <laughs> um, and he's actually, you know, he he went from a guitarist that was kind of a gimmicky guitarist with just like all those sound effects to being mm-hmm. a really good guitar player too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like that he still does that shit though. Yeah, like, absolutely. I, I don't know. You might think it's crowd service or something like that, but I mean, that's kind of like Zach bopping around. Is you want to see Tom doing some weird? Yeah, shit yeah, fucking. Playing his guitar with fucking, I don't even know what he would, just uh, pulls out one of those metal bars and fucking... And, yeah. Well, there was one point he was, I forget what song it was, but he takes the input jack out, the quarter inch input jack, and puts it up against the like the metal part of the guitar so mm-hmm. it, it grounds still and makes a noise. Mm-hmm. And then he plays on a pedal mm-hmm. and makes a noise like that way. And actually, like I think it's the first three albums, they actually put in the liner notes that all of, this, all of the music was created by drums, bass, and guitar. And vocals. There's no like they're trying to say there's no DJ and everything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, because they had so much kind of distortion type noise going on. Right, and then like Rage Against the Machine or Rage Against the Machine, but they that's the band we're talking about. Obviously. But I think Bulls on Parade. It sounds like there's a record, mm-hmm. like, and that's him playing. That's a guitar mm-hmm. fucking solo, you know, yep. which is sick. So yeah, very excited. I, I am disappointed I'm missing baseball, but I am happy that I'm seeing a show that's been postponed for two and a half years. Yep. Um, there was some weird. Uh, airborne illness that was going around that yep. made him cancel it. If you believe what the government says, yeah, I don't. I mean, to a degree, I don't know. I... It was all a democratic conspiracy to cause inflation and put them in a very tough spot <laughs> in the upcoming elections. <laughs> they really shot themselves in the foot, <laughs> democrat idiots, fools. They they're really looking really good after they got that guy out of the office. Man, you know things are just going swimmingly at the yep, moment. Yep. Oh well, that's about as political as we'll get. Huh? Yeah, I'm good with that. But so, I am so excited to see uh, Run the Jewels. That is literally one of my favorite groups right now. Um, mm-hmm. They're 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 one of the groups I bought like the vinyl for. Like yep. just not like actually purchased their music and didn't just download it off the internet. Yeah, totally legally. <laughs> <laughs> just only listen to it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and then, Wild card going? Uh, no, it is be uh, me, uh, Miss Renee, uh, Sean from Sweet Chin Music, and Tom, the lead singer of the Tom Petty Tribute Band. Okay. Tom okay. is the lead singer of the Tom Petty Tribute Band, which oh, is pretty neat. I thought Wildcard got on, on in on that with you. No. Um, I forget why he wasn't going. I, I uh, two years ago. Who knows? Yeah. I, it's hard to say. Um, but no, I think he looked up tickets afterwards, and then now they're going for like eight hundred bucks. Still at the queue? Yes. Okay. The only thing I'm a little, I'm still psyched to go see him, but we're up. Like I don't know how you rock out in the second in an arena f- show. Yeah, like in the the like because we're in like section two nineteen, like Loudville, I think. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how you rock out up there. Like, yeah, I don't know. I've been. It's just a different vibe. But like I've know. seen the Black Keys and Arctic Monkeys there. But they're not the type of band that you like. They're both they're rock and roll, obviously. But you don't mm-hmm. really like they that those bands. You're cool with sitting down and just watching them play. Yeah, thing and yeah. I'm not sure. I, I don't. You're not gonna probably mosh to their music anyway. You're probably mm-hmm. just bopping. Yeah, and I'm kind of a little old to mosh. I think anymore without. I I don't really want to be sore for. Yeah, I don't. How many arena? So how many arena shows have you been to like that? Uh, I've been to ones that are like hybrids where you can go to the floor or be up in the seats, but. Most of them I end up on the floor, whether I have tickets for that or not. I want to say this is like my 
second or third one. I have not been to a lot of arena. Blossom, would you consider Blossom an arena? Mm, I mean, if you're down in those seats, it is. It's kind of that hybrid. Because I like I've been on the lawn for a- that one's interesting though because then the standing room is behind the good seats. Yeah, I guess I've been there for uh, one of my roommates in college or law school bought I think fish fish tickets. Okay, and like he couldn't find anyone to go, so eventually he just like gave it to me and another roommate. Um, that crowd seemed to be like up and rowdy. They were definitely up and throwing their glow sticks around and being weirdos down there with giant balloons and beach balls flying around. And so I saw Slayer. whatever fish people do. I saw Slayer and a, a pit broke out in the lawn seats, which was pretty. I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh well, I'm I'm so bad about telling starting stories. Anyways, so that mosh that pit broke out, and then I'll never forget because I was in the pit and I was like 17, and the pit stopped. And there was a knife laying down on the, the, the ground, and the cops came in and broke it all up. Um, so that was interesting. I saw Sabbath at Blossom, and original lineup, and it started pouring, and I, they started playing Iron Man. And, like, I won't call, call it a mosh pit, but, like, people were sliding down, and then people started tearing up the, the ground and throwing it and stuff. Like, that Hell wasn't yeah. a mosh pit. That was just kind of, like, anarchy for about three songs. Like, <laughs> I think for a minute, people were getting nervous, like, you know. How bad is this going to get? Yeah. This like, is cool. Yeah. It's like, the next level I'm worried about. Yeah. Um, same show, Super Joint Ritual played, and he threw a mic down. Phil and Salma from Super Joint Ritual, who also was in <laughs> Pantera, got pissed off because the crowd wasn't lively enough for him. And cut his set halfway off and threw the microphone down and mm. said, this is the lamest fucking show we ever played. Mm-hmm. And I found it funny because I saw Super Joint Ritual like six months before that, like the Agora, the small part of the Agora. So it was like, bro, you, you guys aren't really that. I mean, I liked them. They were all, I thought they were a good mm-hmm. band, but it was like, you're not Pantera. You yeah. Know? And Pantera's coming back with a new album. I well, guess. yeah, which I found a little bit strange because it's, Obviously, the drummer passed away, and obviously the guitar player, Dimebag Daryl, passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, Dimebag Daryl passed away from that shooting in Columbus, and Vinnie Paul, the drummer, uh, passed away just from probably partying too much, from, and he was overweight, and kind of all that standard stuff. And so they have, I don't know, I think Zach Wilde is going to do some stuff on the album. Oh, really? Yeah. And I don't know who the drummer... Oh, he's probably not touring with them, though. I don't know who's going to be on... Um, the tour, that's a good question, Panther. I don't know, but he's probably white. Oh, did you see that video that came out of Dimebag Daryl? Well, I mean, those have... It, I, I found it odd that they were making the rounds in a bunch of Phil's uh, semi or... You know, he wants to say he's not a racist, but he's a white pride guy. Uh, Who is that, uh, Phil and Sama? Phil, yeah, and I, Dimebag was, I think, uh Well, video came persuasion. out on Reddit after they uh, announced that they were doing the thing, and... Uh, Dimebag Daryl, someone's uh, uh, trying to get him to sign a guitar. Yeah, and he calls him the N word. He said, uh, I, "I wanted to see the N or play it." Before. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. I don't sign guitars unless people play. Can the N word play it? Um, yeah. So I was just confused with why that was making the rounds, and then somebody told me a couple of days later that they were coming out with a new album. And I was like, so "Oh, that like all makes sense now." It is Zach Wild on tour, going on tour with them. Oh, and it is uh, Charlie Benante. Benan- Benan- um, you think Zach makes it through the whole tour? Um, he had to have had to sit down with him. Like, you can't pull that bullshit. Yeah, I think. 
Well, none of those guys. He's, are... he's he's such a big name. Like he can't he can't get wrapped up in that. Well, and the drummer is the drummer from Anthrax. So okay, um, Charlie Benante, I think his name is. Who I've seen Anthrax live twice, and they're an awesome band to see live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw them once with Motorhead and once with Maiden, and those were both really good shows. Um, yeah, I don't know if uh, Phil and Salmo has quite the personality. And those other three guys, I mean, Zach Wilde is obviously a personality, but it's mostly, you know, the Ozzy guitar you mm-hmm. know, and uh, Black Label Society. But, yeah, that's a good question. I wonder how long they would actually last. Like, I don't know if Insomno is sober again. I mean, you can always be sober. The tour world can do something to you, yeah. too. You have a few drinks, and then you don't feel great, so you have a few more the next day. You have a few more the next day, and then you're having to be drunk every day just to not have hung, be hungover, and so you can play the next show. But I, I would assume I would assume Zach had a, a sit-down with him. I was like, hey, man, <laughs> that's not going to fly. I, I've got too much going on with me to, like, if you say some shit, I'm going to be off the tour the next day. So it looks like he's been sober for about five years, oh, according good, to good for him. According to the always reliable metalheadzone.com. <laughs> um, but there's well, a bunch- I you know you be- I would believe that stuff too though because that metal scene is so tight. Like the rumors get out quick there. It's like legit news. Metalheads are so diehard. Like any like random fan site you see is. Well, so he was sober in 2016, and then there's an article from 2018 where he was nine months sober. So it sounds like, you know, he right battled those demons, and he's yeah. on and off. And what you said, though, man, like, I, I couldn't imagine being on tour and, and trying to quit drinking at that point, or quit drug mm-hmm. use. Or... Well, he's had a few years under his belt now. Yep. You never know, though. You get into that, that party world, somebody tries to give you something. Who knows? Who knows? Good luck to him. Good luck to him staying... Um, Clean and sober and uh, not a racist piece of shit. Yeah. Um, trying to see if they're going to come to Cleveland, because I might actually go to that. Uh, I, I just, it's kind of sad, that, or weird, sad, I don't know the right term, they call it a reunion tour. When... Two guys? Uh, yeah, two, like, and Dimebag Daryl, the guitar player, was really, like, the sound of that band. Yeah. For sure. And obviously, Vinnie Paul, the drummer, was the sound of that band too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, those would be the two most important people to the band. Yeah, I mean, your your script, your frontman vocalist is important in a metal band, but not with the, they had a like a defining sound. Almost. Well, and they were brothers too, so they were really tight. They were tight, you know, musicianship wise as well. Um, yeah, so. Um, yeah, so I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to trying to reel this one back in to make it a, a positive spin. So, oh, looking forward to seeing Run the Jewels. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and Rage. We'll hear all about it next week. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Well, dude, we got to get to the big, huge, breaking Browns news. The news people have been waiting months for has finally come out. The execs, coaches, and players made their picks, ranking the NFL's top 10 offensive linemen in the league. <laughs> Let's hear it, baby. And Joel Batonio ranks in at number five and Wyatt Teller at number nine, making the Browns the only team with two of the top 10 offensive linemen in the league. Okay. According to execs, players, and uh, coaches. All right. So that, that 
that news you've been waiting months for is finally out. And, you know, really even bigger news came out that those two linemen will be protecting a quarterback. A quarterback. And his name is Josh Rosen because we signed Josh Rosen, folks. That's the news you've been waiting for. Josh Rosen. Officially quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I was toying with you guys, burying the lead on that one. <laughs> That's, yep. He's going to be our, probably, the, you think he's got to be the backup's backup, right? I mean, I would assume he is better than Josh Dobbs. I think that's our back. Uh, so we have, obviously, Jacoby Brissett, who is our backup. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wanted to say with Josh Dobbs. No, yeah, it is. He's only made, like, 17 pass attempts in his career or something like that, though. So, I don't know. He's a known unknown, and Rosen is kind of a known, uh, known not crappy so player. Good. I yeah. mean, he sucks. I mean, I hate to say it like that, but yeah. So uh, I don't know though. Um, that seems like one of those situations. The uh, you know you put in your backup, and then he's not good at all, and he gets shook. So then you'll just go to the third guy, who's also going to be terrible. Josh Rosen. What college did he go to? UCLA. That's correct. Yep. Josh Dobbs, what college did he New go to? New Big Ten member, UCLA. That's correct. Which I saw a funny map. It was like, they showed the Big Ten. It was all centralized in the Midwest. It was like UCLA. And yeah. Who's the other Big Just Ten a member? little blip in uh, USC. USC. So. so, will USC still play Notre Dame? Will that still be a rivalry? I would think that would still be in you, 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 um, Blah, blah, blah. Notre Dame actually still has the connections to Michigan and Michigan State that they play, I think, every year or almost every year. Um, they also have some connections to the ACC from basketball. So, um, you know, if anything, this is also a move for the Big Ten to probably eventually go like Notre Dame, like, hey, we've got four teams you like playing every year. Like, come on, come on. Um, so I think they're they're always going to push for that. But um, I still don't see Notre Dame ever really joining a conference. I think if, I mean, you know, who knows if, if you go to those two major things or again, there's ever just the super conference, maybe they would join it, but they're too, uh, they're too good with their independent conferences in the college football. Or do you think, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, that seems like a, a logical step just because, you know, it's, it's, silly because those they happened so long ago it's weird seeing the american and the national league is different in the afc and the nfc but there was a point in time where those were actually different leagues yeah um obviously yeah, yeah. but uh i mean i mean clear front runners right now are the big 10 and the sec but um i don't know college sports is just such a weird bag with well, all the of the, the amateur the, the divisions yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. the overarching ncaa um so you know i think at some point the NCAA is going to have to step in and try and either just let those guys know they're calling the shots or they're going to have to, uh, you know, they're going to try and cling to the old ways and maybe those conferences are going to tell them to go F themselves. I don't, I don't really know the impact that's going to have on, uh, you know, colleges overall and athletics, but um, I don't know. We're definitely headed towards super conferences now. I mean, with this move, the big 12, I mean, the Big 12 has what left? Uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, oh, let me uh, do the old Google in here. For Iowa you. State. Um, I mean, like those are kind of their big dogs now. The Pac-12 is left with Colorado, who's only worth mentioning because they had a great year last year, played Ohio State in the Rose Bowl, um, and Washington. Um, so the Big 12 is uh, Baylor, um, Iowa State, the big powerhouse. <laughs> 
Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma, which is obvious. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are still pretty. Well, Oklahoma's gone now, or they're going to be. Um, they only they only got a few years left. They're them and Texas are joining the SEC. No shit. Okay. Yeah, that's pr- probably what prompted the uh, USC US, UCLA move. They they announced that. I mean, well ahead of whenever this this latest USC UCLA one was, maybe towards the end of last year or right after the season ended. Um, and it's weird. Some some coaches. I think maybe it was uh, Oklahoma State's made some comment about how. You know, where, where's the rival with Oklahoma going? And he's probably he said something like, well, it's probably going with them to the SEC. Who knows? Um, and then he was like, it's weird that they're still sitting in our Big 12 meetings. It's like we're handing over our corporate game plan to two people that are heading over to the competition in two or three years. It's very odd. He's like, I don't know why we're letting them sit in on our meetings at all. Um, but, yeah, that's that's why it's there's, – there's some upheaval about to be going on. So what about Mac? What are they going to do with the Mac then? Or is that just- well, the the Mac is either going to, again, I don't. The Big Ten is making moves up, I guess. I mean, USC is uh, an old powerhouse that's been down for quite a while. UCLA is, I don't. Even their basketball, I think, is like built on the prestige of the program. And I think they get some extra football attention because of that. And I, I they haven't really. They've had a few decent teams over the last couple decades, but like never really uh, a championship contender. Even though they've maybe came in and were uh, you know near favorites to win the Pac-12 a year, or maybe a dark horse to make the 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 playoff or the championship game. But um, the MAC, some other some other people might try and pick them off. Uh, I'm just wondering who, what does either. Because if you're a MAC team and you go to one of those big conferences, you're just going to get buried, right? Yeah, but then, you know, with the transfer portal, um, you know, if you can tell these guys, hey, you're going to play against Ohio State every year, um, they're built on offensive linemen especially. You know, you see a lot of a lot of people from the MAC. That's really a, um, one thing you see is some of their running backs get looks. Um, that's true, yep, yep. And they're offensive linemen, so you can tell them, hey, man, you have a great fucking season, and you you hold your own against you know Ohio State and Michigan in those games, and you're going to get drafted. Um, so you know that's that's a selling point. But yeah, I mean, obviously they are going to have uh, some pretty bad seasons. A little trivia for you: Where is the MAC headquarters located? Toledo Public Square District in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Really? Yes. At least that's what Wikipedia says, and that's actually—I mean—that does make sense. That's why they hold their all their tournaments here. Yeah, it's right, it's pretty yeah. much the central location for all those schools. Yeah, that makes too much sense. Actually, I'm dumb. Well, I wouldn't have known if, if you'd <laughs> asked me out of that. I would have just said Cleveland just because you were asking. Yeah, me but um, you know, it'll be interesting, and and you know, that's one of those things. That it's I, I mean, I maybe somebody smarter than me or an insider knows what's going on, but it's hard to say whether something like the Big 12 is going to be unsustainable on their past deals. So are they going to go try and pick off a few of the better Mac, Big East, uh, uh, Mountain West schools? Or are is something like the Big 12 going to dissolve and maybe a team finds their way to the Big 10 and the SEC and then other teams find their way into the Mac and the Mountain West or you know a few teams sure. go to the Mountain West? So it's really hard to say how that's going to eventually um, wind up coming down. But um I don't know. And then there's the transfer portals now. There's all the NILs. So I wanted to, I guess, kind of segueing. 
I, I thought I heard something about the NCAA basketball that their the transfer portal changed or commitment changed, or am I reading that wrong? Um, I don't really know. I haven't heard too much about that. I do know that they changed. Uh, did you see they changed the three point line in college basketball? No, I didn't. I heard it was coming, but twenty feet nine inches to twenty two feet now. Okay. So that's a new thing in college basketball. The three point line will no longer be twenty feet nine inches. It'll be twenty two feet. Um, but I thought there was NBA basketball. I thought there was um something. I maybe I misheard or. or, or I mean, well, I would assume it's just kind of keeping up with um, probably what's happening with college football because it's been so um. They opened up so much. I don't think that they were going to not be not do the same thing. Essentially, it would be odd for the NCAA to make any kind of moves that are sports specific. Okay, um, yeah. And while there is some hesitation about what's going on in football, and you have mostly coaches I hate that are railing against this, um, they actually had uh, man, who's that asshole down in? Uh, I think he's still in Texas. The dude that you know he locked that kid in a in a. The, the one famous NFL player's son in a locker room. He got fired. He was at Texas Tech. Um, was it Steve Sarskin, was no, it? No, no. Um, I can't think of the fucking guy. I hate him so much. He's a big, fat piece of shit. Um, Mike Leach. Um... I hate that guy. They had him on 92.3 maybe a month back, and he was like, okay, well, if we're going to allow all these players and the NILs and they're going to be able to transfer whenever, and he already hates that because, again, he is that fucking guy that's going to grind people and piss them off. If, and, yeah, and then a kid's going to get mad and leave because this guy treats him like a piece of shit and yep. he thinks he has control over this kid for four or five years, and now he doesn't exactly have that. So he's got to be not quite such a big piece of shit. Yep. And so he's like, we need to do two things now where, you know, you can either be an amateur and pick your school, or if you're going to be a played NIL player, we should just pool all that money for competitive balance, and then we should have a college draft. And I'm like, dude, he is, it's so, tra-. and I hated that the, like, even after he was off the phone, the commentators were like, well, there's some good stuff there. I'm like, he's just a piece of shit that is trying to use anything he can to get him the best possible situation. Like, it's so transparently what he wants and that what is good for him in his career. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't know how you take anything that dude says without the biggest cup of salt. I just, I just, I've always hated that guy. I, I don't, I never knew exactly what it was, but it's like everything that I ever hear about. Him, I'm like, yeah, it sounds like a Mike Leach thing. Uh, current coach of the Mississippi state Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah his, his career took a big step back after that whole drama at Tech, and he's been kind of climbing his way back into uh, mastermind of the air raid offense. He was, he was, and that's you know something I, I guess you can credit him for. Or again, um, I think it, it, it's a half a product of it was a gimmick. You know what I mean? I mean, it ended up being the way the game went, but it was you know. The same way Georgia Tech runs the triple option, it was just a way his school could seem decent um, and it's end up much, upsetting people. So the air, the air raid, from what I read, is pretty much how I play Madden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Four wide receivers and one running back and uh-huh. shotgun in shotgun uh-huh. mode. And you just base, yeah, you try and keep them honest enough by running the ball one out of eight it, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 the air raid. Um, and you know that did. I mean, in a way. 
the elements all work down into the spread offense. I mean, I don't I don't think you have the the current spread offense if you didn't first have kind of air raid offenses start popping up and having some success. So I googled air raid offense, and one of the things that came up was uh, a video explains it in three minutes. I just explain it in ten seconds. That's how you play Madden. You line up a shotgun, have your four wide receivers out there. You take your fastest wide receiver, usually has like a ninety two speed, and just shoot him down to just send him on a fly every time. <laughs> well, sometimes a deep post. Then sometimes a deep post. And one out of eight times, like Daryl said, you hand it off to your running back and is the trick. Yep. That's your trick play. That's your trick play. Or the screen <laughs> a running play. Or the screen pass the screen. to the running back is Yep. Yep. But yeah, uh, I I just assume and maybe I'll I'll look into that a little bit for the next week. Uh maybe we'll talk to the uh, the Arcana classes about it. I'm sure they're all up on their NCAA basketball <laughs> news. Which we've had terrible scheduling. I apologize to those guys. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Last week I had a, a death in the family, so wasn't able to... Uh, mm-hmm. to uh, make, we weren't able to get together, and then um, this week they had some business stuff to handle, so um, here we are, just two lone guys in my mom's basement doing a podcast. Yep, yep. Um, and so, yeah, they'll be joining next week. Uh, so, yeah, maybe I'll remind you guys at the end of the show. So if you have any questions uh, about gaming or 3D modeling and printing or just generally about uh, the Arcanacast line of products, I don't know if anybody's checked out their site or anything, uh, shoot us a text, give us a call, uh, 216-260-5484. If you have any questions for those guys, I think we are going to find I think we've been saying this for uh, the last couple of shows now, and apparently we didn't even do a show last week, but... Uh, it sounds like I think next Tuesday we're finally going to have them. Um, they had a, their Pokemon Go uh, opening drip go to, go a little long tonight, so they couldn't make it out. Um, Pokemon cards. Yeah, we should have them. What a bunch of nerds. Yeah. Can you imagine having stacks and stacks of Pokemon cards next to your stacks and stacks of comic books? I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Uh, speaking of giving out the phone number, which is 216 216- Two six zero five four eight four. We do have a text I want to get to. Um, this text says uh, from Bobby: Fire Daryl, Super Mario's brother is a great movie. Now, what is the worst live-action remake of all time? Avatar or Dragon Ball Evolution? Uh, I haven't seen either of them. Me neither. No, I haven't. They, I mean, those were just universally panned. Um, I've heard World of Warcraft was pretty terrible. I heard World of Warcraft. Um, was they terrible. are coming out with the new Dungeons and Dragons. I heard. I did um, see I that. Just yeah. I I didn't. I only paid half attention because it was just an ad that popped up on YouTube. So it took like a good thirty forty seconds before I realized what it was and kind of started paying attention to it. Um, I don't know. It looks. I don't know. It didn't seem that fantastical, which is probably a good thing instead of being too over the top. Um. I like what's his face. That is the main actor in it. Um, it's the dude that played uh, Kirk in the the most recent Star Trek movies. Um, man, what so is they that? tried doing Dungeons and Dragons movies early two thousands. Yeah, I think. it had one of the Wayne's brothers in it, and Marlon uh, Wayne's. He was, was it, Nails. What was the Gregory Peck? Um, that's not right. Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was Profion. Um, yeah, this, that's one of those movies the CGI does not hold up. Um, probably wasn't even really good at the time. And then there was also that one main actor who, like, <clears throat> I don't know. He was, like, a, kind of in a lot of things throughout the 90s, but it was never really a, a big actor. I see Jeremy Irons, Marlon Wayans, 
Thora Birch. I have no idea who nope. that is. And Zoe McClellan. Nah, no. Nah, there's just some some basic white white guy. I don't remember his name, but uh, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe we'll ask the Arcana Boys what they think about uh, the new D and D movie coming up. Uh, and then sp- speaking of uh, the 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 phone number you can call us at a two one six two six zero five four eight four. Oh, we're still trying to give away a shirt. <laughs> well, this is our second voicemail of the five. The second voicemail. So, um, let's give a listen to this voice. Oh wait, let me uh, let me just briefly address Super Mario Brothers was a terrible movie, and if you want my spot, come and get it. Come, come and get it. Come, come and get it. All right. I don't know if they'll show up every week for a podcast. Uh, yeah. So you've never seen any of those movies? Uh, no, I was thinking. Um, I don't know for why, whatever reason, Avatar is the guy with the bald head, right? In anime, or am I? Yeah, the one with the arrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the movie with the blue people? That's Avatar too. But that other Avatar is Avatar: The Last Airbender. Avatar: James Cameron. It was so like I was thinking Avatar: James Cameron. I was like, why is he calling that? That was a pretty good movie. For, I mean, yeah. And it was only an adaptation, insofar as he ripped off uh, some weird movie, some old movie. And I'm Street sure Trash. Bobby's probably going to be super mad at me for not knowing it. Uh, no, it was like an old cartoon fantasy movie from. The, maybe the early '90s. It's one of those things like people our age love for the nostalgia. Fern, Fern Gully, Fern Gully and the Smurfs. I think people have said that's it's kind of a rip off of of both of those. Fern um, Gully, uh, 1990 film, the last 1992 film, the last Rainforest. Yeah, yeah. Robin so, Williams was it? Oh, dude, the fucking Tim Curry. Tim oh, Curry. Shit, I might Christian check that movie out. Tone Loke was in it, dude. Cheech Marion was in it. I want to watch Tone Loke was in it. <laughs> We're going to check out Fern Gully. <laughs> All right, folks. It's only an hour and 16 minutes, so it can keep your attention. It's rip like... it. Just rip it. This is 76 minutes. Yeah, it's a close. Robin Williams, Tim Curry, Christian Slater, Samantha Harris. I don't know who that is. Tone Loke, Cheech Marion, Tommy Chong. <laughs> Cheech and Chong. <laughs> You know they're just like the two fairies hanging out in the mu- on the mushroom in the background. Uh, I don't know any of these other people. Um, damn, I want to see this movie. Oh, and then those are all the the more serious career voice actors that yeah, we you know, don't recognize Roger any. Bumpus. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks for your opinion, Bobby. As trash as it is, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, if you want to sit down and watch Mario Brothers, we can. Um, it has been a long time. I vaguely remember it. Um, I don't know, man. And I can't speak to Avatar. Which one didn't? Uh, no, Dragon Ball had Paul or not Paul, but Aaron Paul in it, right? The Breaking Bad dude. I think. I think he was in Dragon Ball. I've never seen that either. I was never a big Dragon Ball fan. Um, nah, I, I wasn't really either. There's not much anime I do like. Dragon Ball Evolution in 2009 had 2.6 out of 10 stars. Mm-hmm. Can't say. I just never really gotten it. I, I'm never a huge anime fan. Um, I probably watched more now as I got older than when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and the anime I do like is like Attack on Titan. You ever see that? Yeah. That that, that one I really like. Dope. But it's just we- that one's just weird. It's just right up my alley with weirdness. Mm-hmm. I just... I like stuff that's weird, and, and if I do like weird stuff, naked smiling giants are eating people, and mm-hmm. no one can figure out why. That, like the only three I ever really remembered liking a lot, um, 
Afro Samurai. Yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah, uh, Akira, the original. Never gotten to it's, Akira. It's like a classic. Okay. Um, and um, I can't even remember the other one now. Attack on Titan's pretty dope, though. Attack on Titan. I remember I woke up out of a dead sleep on my couch, and Attack on Titan was going, and the naked, giant, smiling guy was reaching into a, a room trying to eat this person. I actually bought that video game for it was for Xbox 360, but I bought it for the Xbox One. And I wanted so hard to like it, but all you do is just fly from building, building, killing Titans, mm-hmm. which is sweet for about 20 minutes. And then you're like, all right. A little I... button mashing each. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of replay value in there. Nah. Kind of cool concept. And yeah. then the whole time it's like, it doesn't matter how good you're doing. They, they just constantly are taking over, you know? And so like, you're just protecting long enough to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get to a voicemail. Let's so get let's to that get voicemail. To the uh, voicemail contest, uh, the fifth voicemail will get a sweet chin music shirt. And at this race, at this rate, Jesus man, uh, at this rate, um, I think we have one person that's going to win that shirt. So let's go ahead and listen to this. Hi, this is not Mike from Parma, and I have another impersonation. This one's from July 14, thousand seventeen. <clears throat> Happy birthday to one hell of a guy that has taught me a lot about friendship, wrestling, being a man, and sticking up for what you believe in. Happy birthday, Bubble Ray Dudley. Also, it's Joe's birthday. All right. Well, um, what do you have to say about that, Daryl? Well, I'd like to say happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. I hope you enjoyed your birthday show at Manzo's. I did, actually. Uh, sweet I, chin music. It was amazing. Um, It was a lot of fun. My, I had re- some cake. Renee brought cake. People saying happy birthday to me, which mm-hmm. was like, I wanted to be like, oh, guys, you're embarrassing me. But no, I was eating that shit up. I fucking ate every second of it up. Yeah, you seemed very embarrassed for like the first five seconds. And then you have, of course, there's the natural like, what am I doing while they sing a song? Yeah. Well, no, it's not too bad because you're also there and everyone's staring at you while you're playing music too. Yeah, you, so you it's know? a little bit more normal than when it just randomly happens in the middle of a party. Yeah, I will say that was one of our later shows. Uh-huh. Um, our shows have mostly been like six ish, seven ish, and crowds have always enjoyed it. For from what I could tell, I mean, we're being invited back, we're getting paid, and uh-huh. they shut us down yet. So I, I think that's a good thing. But the late night crowd, um, a bit more uh, into it. Not, yeah, not sure if they uh, had a little lubricant. Think a little bit, a little bit. Um, don't know what lubricant that could have been. Ooh. <laughs> um, but yeah, they were a bit more uh, enjoying. We had a lot more mm-hmm. dancing. Well, it's a little bit of maybe the crowd of that bar, but I think that definitely helps too. Um, I was asked to go skinny dipping in the men's restroom after the show. Um, just just to clarify that comment a little bit, you are asked in the men's restroom to go skinny dipping at a dude's mom's, mom's house. house. Yeah, not let's go skinny dipping in the bathroom, which no, but is either a euphemism or no, no, no. It around was, in the he toilet. came in, he was fighting with somebody in the hallway. His guy friend. His guy friend. And while I was using the restroom, he asked me very politely if I would like to go. And I'm not making this up. This is 100% the truest story I've mm-hmm. ever told. Do I want to go to his mom's house to eat chicken pot pies and go skinny dipping? Mm-hmm. And let me well, just... start off with just skinny dipping. And then wasn't it tried to sweeten the deal with, with the, pot, the pies? pot pies? And I wish I would have asked, like, are those Marie Callender, like, frozen chicken pot pies, or is your mom making homemade chicken That's pot what pies? I said when you told me about it. I was like, I might, I might, you know, I might tease this guy a little bit, thinking I'm going to go skinny dipping if his mom made a homemade pot pie. 
Well, I can I only really love Popeye. I can only really imagine if she, she's like, and I don't. I didn't catch his name, so let's just call him. I don't. Mark. Mark. Mark, did you bring another boy back to go skinny dip in my pool? <laughs> yeah, mom, make a Popeye. You know. Actually, I'd love to sit and chat with your mom. Oh, yeah. and, you know, while she makes the pie, it would only seem right that we come and hang out with her. And then you can't swim for thirty minutes. Then after eating and then it, then it's getting late. <laughs> it was already pretty late. And see, I've already planned how to get in and out of the student's <laughs> mom's house, get my pot pie in, and not go skinny dipping. So that was that was uh, one of the more interesting things that have happened to me at shows. I've had a lot of interesting things happen. I've played a lot of shows in my life. Um, I've been asked to shut down or been told to shut down the music. Uh, you called it noise, so I've been asked to shut down our noise before. Um, I've had the police shut me down multiple times. Um, I had a fist fight break out while we played a song called We're Gonna Be Friends, mm-hmm. which is an acoustic song that's very friendly, and someone was punched in the face during that. Superman punched. Yes. Um <laughs> But I want to say that really tops. I've never been hit on in the men's restroom after a show. No, I can't. No, yeah, that that was that was that was one of one of a kind there. I so thank you to that gentleman. It made me feel pretty mm-hmm. good. I, I was feeling like you know I I would, someone hit on me. I was you know Renee doesn't ever invite me to her parents' skinny house to go skinny dipping. You know, so it's like. <laughs> In the pond. Well, no, they have a very nice pool. Oh, do they yeah, too? Yeah, okay, very nice. I didn't know that. Her dad takes much pride in that pool. Her dad's retired, obviously. Not obviously. He's a guy that takes pride in, in everything. Yeah. Yes, everything. Yeah. And in the pool, it's like every time I go over there for dinner, and he's like, "Come feel the pool." Wow, it's really warm. Wow, it's nice. Yep, it's a nice. You want to go skinny dipping? <laughs> You've never asked me to go skinny dipping. Um, did you watch any of the UFC that was on? I Saturday? did. I actually watched most of it. Um. I think I, I don't know what I was doing that I got distracted. Uh, I think during the um, uh, boop, 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 bop, boop, bop, the penultimate fight, the Hermanson Chris Curtis one, um, I did notice Chris Curtis was pretty pissed off by the end of it. Yeah, um, I think he was mostly pissed off. Oh, I'm sorry, I cut you off. I think he was mostly pissed off because he, he got pieced apart that entire fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, it was just frustration. Yeah, and I think he was trying to say. Because he was trying to say that uh, Hermison was running from him, but reality he wasn't. He, Hermison wasn't standing in the middle of the octagon like Chris Curtis um, wanted him to, and just exchanged blows. Yeah. yeah, it was like he was almost pl- like, "See, this guy doesn't want to fight me to try and get the refs to give him four points in the last round so that he would win the fight that he yeah. was losing." Um, also, in Chris Curtis's defense, he really came up. Um, and like he fought, Chris Curtis was unranked, and I want to say like that Hermison was ranked, um, like eleventh or twelfth, and Chris Curtis wasn't ranked. Mm-hmm. And I think he was a last minute replacement. Oh yeah. Um. So I think I, that I think I remember hearing something about that too. Um. And I gotta say, I was really excited. So well, real quick, let's talk about the the fight that everyone was talking about. Uh. Well, dude, this actually. So if you didn't watch this card, um, because it was early in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually funny. I had dinner plans with the neighbors, and um, I was like, "Well, I'm going to finish UFC." And they're like, "Isn't UFC normally over at like one in the morning?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah. this is in yeah. England." Um, that Molly McCann uh, knocked out ha- Hannah Goldie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Molly is looking like the real deal. Um, caught her with another. You shrugged. I'm interested. She looked all right. Yeah, I mean, she. I don't think she looked like incredibly dominant or anything. She caught her with that spinning. Um, 
that's another spinning uh spinning back fist. Yep. That was pretty sweet. Yep, that was pretty good. Um I really felt bad for Gustafsson. Really? Yeah, I really liked him as a fighter. Um I have always liked him too. I think they were Did he ever end up coming close to fighting for a title? He fought for the title twice. He Against... fought John Jones for the title in 205. Okay. In 205. And that was considered a really... It was actually a great fight. It actually, was yeah, one of the greatest right. fights, because he's actually in the Hall of Fame for that fight. Yeah, the UFC that's Hall true. Fame. That's true. Um, he, um, and that was a really controversial decision. I kind of forgot he did. Uh, that's right. When I was watching it and they were talking about that fight, I kind of forgot he had, he did kind of... And he went up to heavyweight. Almost got the chance. Yeah, he went up to heavyweight and got dominated at heavyweight, then came back to 205, and he just... Honestly, man, he looked slow. He just did not mm-hmm. look... Um, he got knocked out in the first round. I mean, it was a first round knockout, like with almost a minute in, maybe maybe mm-hmm. a little after a minute. Uh, then Patty the Batty, that everyone he seems to be the next Conor McGregor, um, for, but not an asshole. Um, he he's a little dickish and like grabbing his junk, and he did the NWO suck it after. Not towards his opponent though. Um, he seems a little bit more fun than Connor, as opposed to just a huge douchebag asshole. He is a, a little douchey. From, he's arrogant. My... He's 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 got a lot of confidence to him. How's yeah, that? Yeah, and I like the fact that he looks like such a little doofus. I know. Again, does. if he had baggy clothes on or just something not form fitting in a bar, I feel like I could pick a fight with that yeah. guy. And just the douche, douchiest little mop top haircut, pale as frick. And so, and he's known for his striking, which was what Connor is known for. But he actually won that. Um, he won that fight in the second. So in the first round, he I won't. He didn't get manhandled, but he did get taken down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ended that first round with some grounded pound. Um, in that second round, he caught him in a body triangle. Which, if you're not familiar with MMA, body triangles when um, the the you get your legs around the opponent and lock them down to the point where they can't really they're they're not able to escape that body triangle, and usually you have their back. Um, not often do you see a body triangle where they trap the opponent's arm. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is he had his legs locked around locked around him and had the arm locked in mm-hmm. within that body triangle. So the guy he was fighting with technically at that point had one arm to try and defend himself um, and caught him in a rear naked choke. I was actually not a Patty fan because I thought he, I don't want to say he was trying to be Connor, but I thought he was trying that kind of the cocky, arrogant mm-hmm. confidence thing and then after the fight you know he, he talked about his friend passing away killing himself and did that whole uh you know there's a stigma you know and then and i was like all right now i'm a fan Man gotta talk <laughs> yeah, yeah that was pretty cool yeah. I, I did like that too um yeah and he seemed kind of like a fun guy and just i mean you you gotta have to go and do that for a living you gotta have some level of confidence and swagger um, he doesn't seem like an asshole to me. Like, yeah, he, he seems a little bit over the top, but well, um, like he said, like and he doesn't he, seem. He smacked his ass and told he's like, for those who fat shame me, because his a lot of some of his gimmick is he gets he eats a lot. Yeah, yeah. Down in pizza at press conferences, yes. and apparently he puts on a ton of. I can't remember what it was, but uh, Bob's actually a big fan of his, so he was kind of hyping that fight up to me um, ahead of the uh, the event. Um, he asked me who I thought was going to win that. Um, because I saw him the night before, he asked me who I thought was going to win, and I really actually kind of didn't write that fight off, but I was more interested in the heavyweight fight, mm-hmm. which ended very quickly in an injury. Um, these are two... Middleweight. No, heavyweight. Oh. Oh, the final fight. Yeah, yeah, um, Curtis Blades and Tom Aspinall. Mm-hmm. Aspinall is up and coming in the UFC heavyweight division. Um, 
really had, you know, this was both these guys' kind of moment. Um, I want to say Bird, Blades is ranked fourth and Aspinall is maybe ranked sixth. And I think whoever won this fight would either, if I think if Blades won the fight um, with a, in, a, in a certain fashion, he was up next for the title. And if Aspinall won the, that fight in a certain fashion, he was probably close, you know, probably. I think more. <sighs> Yeah, I think you're pre- pretty spot on. I think Aspinall would have had to have won another fight. Blades, who knows what's going on in that division right yeah, now? Yeah, I mean, because I because don't of even... that, he could have. Yeah, he could have definitely got the next title shot, or maybe he was gonna be uh, fighting for the the contender. And sadly, ended um, 15 seconds in. Aspinall went to go throw a kick into the body of Curtis Blades. Who kind of checked it a little bit? It land Aspinall landed awkwardly and coming back. Yep, and like. immediately fell down to the mat, grasping his knee. Um, and they called the fight. Um, yeah. I guess the amount of pain led people to believe it was probably an ACL. I never went back and looked. Um, yeah, I don't remember the the Ozdemir Craig fight. But I do remember the the whole card leading up was pretty good. It was a good card, um, yeah. I don't I don't the, remember. Um, part that, of the only thing I think why I didn't enjoy Molly McCann, it seemed like the British fans were being so overly homerish. Oh yeah, that's and but that's their thing. I mean. It is, but it was to the point of like stupidity at some points yeah, yeah, where yeah. like the one fighter was getting beaten the fuck up, and every time he landed two punches or like grazing hits, they were like, "Oh, yeah. God. And I was like well, I gotta oh, say on. when. Because when we went to see uh, Stipe fight Alistair in Cleveland. That's the thing I thought, though, too. Yeah. It's like if your cousin was fighting yeah. in Cleveland, yeah. I would have been doing the same well, thing. Well, I, I mean, I think I forget because one of the fighters was local. Was it Jessica I? I think maybe it was Jessica I. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, not a boring fight, just it was a Jessica I versus, oh, shit, I forget the other girl's name. Um, but it was just like Jessica, every time she would land like some not even significant blows, we would all do the same thing. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know. Um. So yeah, that, that that they're they're known to be a bit homerish. Um, Ireland, you know, when the Irish fighters fight in Ireland, they're even more oh, yeah. obnoxious. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. But I am looking forward to uh, UFC 277. It's gonna um, gonna be really. Uh, Seems like a very underwhelming card to me. But again, I'm not the I'm not the connoisseur like you are. Uh, well, the Pena Nunes fight. That's a rematch. Uh-huh. Um, no one expected Pena to beat Nunez. Obviously, no one uh-huh. expects anyone to beat Nunez. So that's a rematch I'm interested to see. Um, and then the heavyweight fight. Um, there's a there's another main event uh, title fight. Um, Brandon Moreno versus Kai Kara France. Um, I mean, what I like about the little guy fights is those guys are nonstop action for five rounds. Uh-huh. Um, kind of the same with the females for the most part, especially that bantamweight. Um, but that heavyweight fight where Derek Lewis um, versus uh, Pavlovich, I'm looking forward to that quite a bit too. And is Derek uh, on a little bit of a downturn right now? I believe he lost. Um, Derek Lewis, he lost to Tua Tuivasa, I remember. Tai Tuivasa, the shoe drinker. Yep. Um, he beat a Chris Daukus before that. And Chris Daukus um, was kind of. That was a headlining fight. Uh, yep. Um, and then he lost to Cyril Gain before, before that. that, who Cyril Gain recently fought for mm-hmm. the, the heavyweight title. And then before that was his fight with Blades where, uh, you know, he came out and had that awesome post-fight interview that people absolutely loved. Was that the Hot Balls one? 
that might have been the I don't remember if that was no that wasn't the loss to Cormier it was it might have been that one I thought that was the one where he said about smoking weed with Joe Oh, get on the yeah, podcast yeah. and smoke a weed with them. I don't know if that was the same fighter, if that was like back to back ones where he was uh, loved for that. He beat a beat uh, Olenek before that. So yeah, I guess he's lost two or three, but he's not really uh, on a tumble. I thought Ty Tuivasa was supposed to fight Cyril Gain. Uh, yeah, Cyril Gain, Ty Tuivasa. Uh, that's going to be a fight night too, so that'll be a free one. Um, Ooh wee! Yeah, September third, Tai Tuivasa versus Hero Gain, and I think whoever, if Tai Tuivasa wins that fight, he'll be fighting for the title next. Mm-hmm. Um, depending whatever happens with the UFC heavyweight title, I don't know. So does this Anthony Smith have uh, any chance against Ankalov? Yeah, Anthony Smith actually was one of the guys who almost beat John Jones at 205 as well. Oh. But the only thing, Anthony Smith has been in the commentator booth for a while now. Okay. Uh, he's a very good commentator, which I, I maybe you focus more on that and not so much fighting. I don't, you know, I don't know enough. I mean, I I know and I mean, I watch a lot, but I, I've never trained. To, to, I've yeah. never been, I mean, I've trained, but I never. So he hasn't fought since September of 2021, beat Ryan Spann. Fought April that year, Jimmy Crute. Fought November of the prior year, Devin Clark. So he hasn't really been out of the game. No. He actually um, told a very interesting... 36 and 16, so he's been around. He actually told a very interesting story recently. But only 34. He actually told a really interesting story on a podcast recently when he fought John Jones for the title. Uh, Donald Cerrone showed up wasted and kicked his wife and mom out of his their seats so he could sit down. Anthony Smith's? Yeah. Wow. So Cerrone shows up all wasted, who recently retired. Mm-hmm. Um, beloved. Yeah. A beloved character. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I used to love Cerrone, then I did some more and more research. Not research, but I read more and more about him, and he's mm-hmm. kind of a racist, sexist piece of shit. Cool. Yeah. He'd fit right in at that Pantera tour. Hell yeah, or on the Slurred Speech podcast. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, like Sean Connery said. What, what did Sean Connery say? Bond. James oh, come Bond. on. You've seen the Bill Burr, the new Bill Burr special, haven't you? I have not. The Red Rocks one? Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. He spends a good minute talking about that. I won't ruin it for okay. you. Okay. Yeah, I saw Bill Burr <laughs> in the summer. He was really fun. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's get out of here. That was a good All podcast. Right. Oh, uh, rest- oh uh, Brian Shaw, good first career start for the Guardians tonight. Only gave up two runs in three innings. I want to give him a little shout-out. Looks like he's heading for a, a W tonight. They're up big on the Red Sox. And rest in peace to another mafioso of the oh, movies, yeah. Paul Sorvino. Uh, played Paul Cicero in Goodfellas. He was, a, I think, a sergeant throughout like the second and maybe third season of Law & Order. Um, he was. He, he was. was also in Dick Tracy. Uh, he was. Lips Damn. Mantis. Uh, he was also had a part in The Rocketeer and was Juliet's father in uh, that Romeo and Juliet, Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Um, I watched Also, I, his daughter it... is just always has held a place in my heart as like one of the hottest women ever. She had like a very small movie. Well, she was in a lot of movies, but uh, Mira Sorvino, dude. Did you like Ooh. that? Did you like that Leonardo DiCaprio, Romeo and Juliet? I never really gave it a chance. I watched it as a that kid. That was before I liked Leo, you know what I mean? I watched it as a kid, and I was like, why are they talking so funny? You know, and then... <laughs> Go. See, and I was watching it like, they are ruining Shakespeare <laughs> with these guns. And I like Jack John Leguizamo, but the rest of them suck. Oh, that's so funny. I just remember watching like... 
They're talking so funny. I don't get it. What? Well, because I remember, I think they showed it in a class, and they're trying, like, the teacher was trying to get kids. Oh yeah, it's probably the Shakespeare segment. Yeah. That you had every other year. Yeah. And that you would for two months read about the same. You'd read the same story. Yeah, the same three or four stories. Yeah. Yep. Good times. Um. Uh, so yeah, shout out to to Paul. Uh, rest in peace. Me- meeting the other Godfathers in the sky. Good uh, big ups. All right. Oh, uh, Arcana cast. You want to read those real quick? Oh yeah. Uh, the again, the Arcana class are probably set to scheduled uh, to see us next week. Uh, leave uh, all your gaming, three D modeling, and printing questions. Two one six two six zero five four eight four. You can text or call two one six two six zero five four eight four. Let them know any questions you might have or any comments you got on their products. Um, and Ground Zero Comics and Cards. Go up, say hi to Marcus. Um, tell him you're not planning on spending any money, but maybe you want to use his shitter and, uh, you know, just take up some counter space and chew his ear off. He loves meeting new people and having lots of intricate conversations about all of your most eccentric little um, talk hobbies. To him, talk to him about 90s comics because he really loves that. Because that was an era he lived through. So. Talk about 90s comics to him. And talk to him about Pokemon Go. He really is a big fan of the Pokemon Go game. Is he? No. Okay. Every time I go in there, because there's a Pokemon, because his... The stop. Yeah, well, now there's an extra stop there. Ooh, an extra stop. Yeah, so I went in there, and I was like, hey, man, there's a new Pokemon Go stop. He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, sorry if I'm bringing that up to you. All right, I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> yeah, so go see him over at 15139 <laughs> Pro Road. Well, we Strong say that, but it's a great story. He's a great owner. He, he's, he really is. He's very helpful. You know, he's just... He, he, it's honestly, it's perfect for me because I'm not the nerd that wants to talk his ear off and treat him like a friend. I'm the guy that doesn't want to be bothered while I shop and look around. Yeah. But also at the same time, like when I was in there for my first few times looking at D&D stuff, he was like, you look lost. Like, are you looking for anything in particular? And he was like, it's organized this way. Bop, 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 bop. And then he fucked off. And he when I, let so me do I hadn't read, That's what I want. That's exactly what I want. Same exact thing. I hadn't read comic books in 15, 10 years, right? And I went in there. And I didn't know anything, and I just kind of came in was just kind of looking at stuff, and he's like, he did the same thing. He walked up, he goes, what can I help you with? I said, there's a new Groot comic book out. He goes, come here. And he shows me, he goes, all new comic books that came out this week are right here. Anything that came out last week is over here. If you have any questions, I'll be behind the counter. And I picked up like three or four comic books, and I was like, and then I have been going to that comic book shop since like 2012 or 2013. Uh So, yeah, he's Dealing with nerds like that, you know, he sells board games, he sells, you know, and he, he hosts games there, and he sells comic books. Mm-hmm. He's dealing with a certain type of person that, uh, my favorite story is one day, I, I don't know, have I ever told the Zoot Suit story on the podcast? I I don't know about on the podcast. So I'm at... I've heard the Zoot Suit story. I've been at this store a billion times. I'm purchasing my comic books. I'm in there for about 10 minutes, 15 minutes every time I go there, right? Buying my comic books, a guy in a full Zoot Suit. Red and white suit, suit, hat, chain, comes up to me with something, you know, and he's trying to make me play this game with him. Like, it just, like, the entire time, Marcus is just rolling his eyes, like, yep. And so, yes, that's what <laughs> he did. Better you than me. Yes, exactly. And I had to, I told the guy, like, six times, I'm like, I don't want to do it. He's like, I'm the only one who can do it. I'm like, that's great, man. Congratulations. You know, don't you want to try and be the other person that can do it? No, I want to buy these six comic books and two packs of Pokemon cards to get out of here. I, I, I'm the only. So, anyways, I don't know where I was going with that story, but um, yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> Talk to you later. Later.